Alrighty, cool. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome once again. Uh, this is episode two of the Alvaro and Friends podcast. Thank you guys all for listening one more time. Uh, very, very, I got a lot of very great feedback last night um, after the first episode. So I thank you guys so, so much for all that. Um, extremely amazing. Just want to just want to start off with that real quick. Um, I didn't really expect to to see a lot of that stuff, but um, I uploaded it and and it was just really, really cool. So I thank you guys so, so much for all the support. I got a few shout outs. Shout out to some of the drumline kids out there that were that were listening yesterday. Great feedback from you guys, Diego, Nick, Roland, uh, anybody else who was listening from drumline. Shout out to Cleve. Shout out to uh, Carlos, Jade for listening. Um, shout out to Jesus. Shout out to Milam. You guys, I mean, thank you guys so so much for this. Um, it's been really cool. I've been really really happy, and yeah, hopefully we can keep bringing bringing more. Um, more uh content for you guys so you guys can keep hearing um the plan is we want to go um at least one or two a week i think that would be very cool and yeah just up- upload upload for you guys and there'll be a lot more fun stuff to listen to so um we're gonna get right into our second episode today uh we've got a special guest um my uh assistant coach in soccer you'd say uh anthony thank you for being here anthony yeah um really good friend of mine um we um we we've been knowing each other probably since middle school right mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah yeah we've we've uh been having we've, we've been working together in in soccer since we started coaching last year so yeah it's been really cool so thank you for being here um so yeah let's, let's get right into it so um obviously uh let's, so let's see starting for you obviously we both love soccer that's our that's our like biggest thing um, we've both really liked a lot of soccer, so we've both like been really passionate about it. We we support our teams a lot. We always fight about Chivas and America, who's better and shit. By the way, he's the only Chivas fan I really fuck with. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of weird because um, I don't really, I'm not really like I'm not really friends with a lot of Chivas fans, but he's one of them. But yeah, um, so how's how's your um, first of all, how you doing? How, how's it going? You know, it's been pretty good. You know kind of tough the decision not to go to college you know it's a struggle at points knowing that all your friends are going to college and you're the only one that's a full-time worker Mm -hmm. and you know you have to pay the bills you have to pay the car rent and everything it's just a mentally thing you know yeah you just have to stay focused on everything knowing that your friends are focused in school trying to graduate trying to get a high gpa while you're over here just trying to make money just trying to survive in the real world yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you just brought up a uh, something to talk about already. Um, one of the biggest things that's been that's been talked about, especially for us, since we've just gotten out of high school and stuff, and um, we're now just kind of doing our own thing, is that is is that part that there's a lot of people that obviously did cho- choose to go to college, but then there's also a few that didn't that mm-hmm. just decided to just work and make a living off that. So. How how's that for you? How 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 do you feel after, obviously after all that? After it's been what, like six months since we graduated. How does that feel to, to kind of like, do that? And how does it? How do you when when you see like other friends that are in college and everything? How do you how do you see like how is it different to how your life is nowadays? Yeah, so it's kind of different seeing everybody else focused on not being able to go out and saying, oh, I have to finish my homework or I have a test next, the next day, mm-hmm. while on my days off. 
I just had to focus on either relaxing or going to pay my bills that I had to pay. It's either that or just focusing on the next day of work. Probably, I usually work 11 to 9, which is usually 9 to 10 hours, depending on how much I have to work. Yeah. And it's usually, you know, pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know that because, I mean, we, we've been hanging out a lot here and there and you've talked to me about it, but it's, 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 so it's a, it's a struggle. I mean, how many, how much hours do you work? Usually a week. Usually 10, maybe even 11, but you know, it's kind of tough people pressuring you, wanting you to go to college, you know, people yeah. telling you, oh, it's the, your best option to stay at least balanced here in America, trying to keep your life up. But in my opinion, going to college or school at all, it's it's just an option. There's no, you're not forced to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can make it around in America just like that working. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I obviously know that that that's that's kind of one thing you've also talked, one other thing you've also talked about is obviously the thing that that you were planning to go, but you didn't end up going. Yeah, I backed out that? four months before graduation. Mm-hmm. I was all set up to sign up for NPC, and then you know something just hit, and I told myself I'm not. It's not meant for me. Yeah. You know, I I really dislike math class, so I think that was gonna be my biggest struggle. I can't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't stay focused, and you know, I wouldn't want to waste my, at least I guess my life, yeah. for the rest maybe six years going to college. Instead, I could be working those six years and making money. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's my opinion how I perceive it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has different opinions. For me, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like very different. I think when it comes to that, where for me, I've I've always kind of been shown or talked about going to college a lot and how good it is. Obviously, there's all that bad part, the bad stuff about like being in um in debt and stuff and having no money and and having to take loans and shit. But mm-hmm. the thing is, for me, it's kind of like. I mean, it's it's something that's going to benefit me, obviously, in the future once I once I actually, like, start my, like, career or when I pursue my whole career, like, once I've actually left, like, graduated high, um, college. Yeah. So, it's it's not really, like, it's not really, like, too much for, like, crazy for me, but it's something that I wanted to do, and I feel very happy being, like, in college because I've obviously been here. I've met a lot of, like, cool people, and it's just been, like, oh, man, like, it's it's been incredible. Like, it really feels like it's great, yeah. and... And there's a lot of people that I know of that said, like, oh, yeah, college is, your college years are better than your high school years. So I'm kind of like, oh, it's going to be fun then. It's going to be a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. I've only hit one semester here, but obviously when, when it's just one semester, it's kind of chill. Just the beginning, kind of trying to learn the ways of, of, of being here and, and kind of getting used to it. But I think we're at probably, you know, starting se- second semester and and then the weeks coming forward to that and then all the years that, that are going to go. It's just going to be fun. So I'm kind of excited for it. So I don't really, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. So Yeah, and I think you brought up a good topic. It's mm-hmm. the money part. I think that's what really backed me out of it. Yeah. I don't want to have to be going to MPC or either CSUMB. Maybe I was choosing either one. And knowing I have to work extra just to make the bills mm-hmm. and extra, well, you know, just making rounds up to I mean, stay up. I mean, but didn't you want to, wouldn't you want to look into financial aid too? Isn't that something you would have looked into? I yeah. Mean, it's been very helpful. I mean, it could have, it, especially it, going to community college. It really helps out a lot of yeah. people. But, you know, I just started backing out. Little by little, senior mm-hmm. year, I just started telling myself, you know what, college isn't for me. Maybe it is for some other people. And some people were lucky, lucky enough to get a scholarship, you know. Mm-hmm. So they benefited out of that. But, you know, 
I just thought college wasn't for me. Is is that something you want to do in in the future? You don't. You, so is yeah. that still like possibility or not anymore? You know, honestly, I think college isn't an option anymore for me at this point. Yeah. I, I'm still young, so I could still go in, but honestly, yeah. I don't see it in the future. There's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't see it. What's so? I mean, what do you find? Well, what's like a good thing that you find off of a, uh, off of a uh, working? I mean, just yeah, just working your job. Like, is there something like a good part about it? Other other than obviously just you know you earn money and stuff, and mm-hmm. and you do work more hours. But but like, isn't there uh, like isn't is, isn't there like another type of benefit or something that that you like about what you do? Oh yeah, just being able to socialize with my coworkers. You know, mm-hmm. if I didn't like my job. I wouldn't like my coworkers. I, I think that would be the first part of it. Yeah. If I wasn't enjoying working with the other people, I'd probably quit the job. But you know, it's we're a family at this point. Yeah. We all grew attached to each other. We all know the routine. So, when I work nine to ten hours, it's honestly nothing. Mm-hmm. The hours just pa- pass by fast, and especially since I work at a restaurant, um, you know, time flies faster when it gets packed. Yeah. You know, the whole restaurant, all the tables are seated that's when the hours pass by fast so i just take i take it time by time mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't say oh i still got three more hours of work i honestly just see it i just got to finish this day off and then i'll have the next day off and then just think about working again you mm-hmm. know it's it's not exhausting for me since i'm still young so i could take all that pressure and still but yeah. i'm i'm not just looking to stay at this one job i think eventually i'm looking to move forward to something else this is just a, a base mm-hmm. to start off with in my life. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. So, so it's just kind of something about just working now and just kind of yeah going off from there. I mean, like you said, you do have your coworkers, so it's kind of like yeah, just basically starting yeah. off from scratch and then seeing yeah, where yeah. I'll lead. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I mean, what other what other things do you do other than working? That like what other stuff? Honestly, I really don't do anything. No. I just work on my days off. I either go shopping or just rest for the whole day mm-hmm. and just go on with that. But I plan on saving money to go on vacations at least, maybe Hawaii, Mexico, okay. Germany, anywhere. Yeah. Just saving up the money. Yeah. Because in my opinions, you have to to work, you have to have some benefit out of it. So yeah. my benefits, the more hours I put in, the more money I'll have to go on vacation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool, dude. Um, I'm happy that you you choose that as something to kind of keep you going and you're, I mean you're positive doing it and then like you said it's going to pay off at some point obviously if you're working all those hours you you get paid more which means yeah, I mean you could use that for for the future whether it's for you for your family um, I mean if you end up having a relationship I mean with whoever you're with I mean it's pretty dope so yeah, yeah I mean it's chill but um so yeah, so um, what did we? How, how did this all start? I mean, w- when we started becoming friends, how did this all start? You know, I I, <laughs> I really remember this exactly. You know, yeah, we had a. It was it was this this was back in middle school, right? Yeah, I think our sophomore year. In middle school or no? Because I knew I knew you since I knew you in middle school. Yeah, I no, knew it was school. junior year, junior year, and we had riddles class. I remember that, and I sat I sat in the back with I forgot the guy's name. <laughs> I forgot his name, but I was sitting back there and he didn't show up that day and Riddle mm-hmm. made a project. Yeah. Your table was full. Everybody already had their partners. Yeah. So Riddle decided, all right, I'll just put you guys together. 
And to be honest, me and Alvaro, we knew each other, but we weren't close like that. Yeah, we didn't that's talk. True. Yeah, yeah. We, we just knew each other from soccer, but yeah, other we, than that, we never I mean, talked. I remember we were in middle school. We, we played in the team together. We played in the soccer team together. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it. Like, obviously, when you have your teammates and shit, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, we're all cool with each other. And you kind of like all hang out and have, have a good time during the games and stuff. But, I mean, with, with, um, when it came to it, when, when in, in high school is when we actually started talking, like, it was just kind of like, I remember, I remember, I don't remember if it was a project or not, but it, I do remember, like, we kind of got seated together with, with Riddle yeah, and shit. Yeah, I think he was making new It was like, a, yeah. yeah, he was seating us in new seats. I don't, yeah, I don't even remember, but we just ended up getting seated together, uh-huh. and then we yeah. were just kind of like, oh, cool. And we had a project, so me and Oprah rarely even talked to each other, so I didn't know how to bring up a conversation other than soccer with him. Mm-hmm. And then I guess... It all started off when I said I was a Chivas fan, and he said he was an America fan. Yeah. So that's when me and him were like, "Oh, this isn't gonna, yeah, this, this isn't gonna end good." This like, is, yeah, that, that's not good. That, that's the funny part about it. Um, so yeah, we so um, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about sports late in later in the, in the episode, but mm-hmm. but yeah, we we so obviously um for nobody for people who don't know, um, so me and Anthony Anthony likes Chivas, I like America. Is a whole big rivalry um, in the Mexican soccer league between is probably the two greatest teams in the league. I mean, America's first, and then it would be Chivas when it comes to league championships. Who's won? I mean, who's won the most in, in all the teams? Mm-hmm. So we always kind of fuck around and we always fucking joke around about. Yeah, I remember um, at the beginning, like we really meant it to each other when we tell yeah, each other. Yeah, we were just we don't yeah. like that team. So I guess we took it off. If we didn't like each other's teams, we didn't like each other. And it was yeah. So. And then we just started. We just brought it as a joke after that. Like mm-hmm. once we started really like hanging out and talking, it was just kind of like a fucking joke. Like and then I it, make it, fun of you, you make fun of me. Shit. Yeah, it started growing out. And then me and Alvaro started talking more. We ended up not talking just about the rivalry. We started talking about soccer. Just soccer in general. Yeah. Then we started talking about like. Or what? How are your grades and all that? So eventually, yeah, just it, school people. Yeah, soccer. it just started yeah. becoming like a friendship, and then me all uh-huh. every day started talking about that. Yeah, and it was funny. I mean, because then we got I got Riddle into <laughs> into yeah. America fan. Um, I mean, I kind of hate that, but uh, shout out to Riddle. Um, so yeah, he one of my the, my history teacher that was there, a really good friend of us of ours. He started. He was the one that got it. Um, he was the one that like. Obviously, he 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 only watches football and baseball, but he started watching like he started knowing that we watch soccer a lot, so he kind of got into it. And then little by little, I started getting into America, showing him like the team, the players, um, how that all works, who plays where, who does what. And then he was like, "Oh shit!" And I mean, I think I got a new team to follow. <laughs> and then he ended up just um, after that, I just kind of told him, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is America in general." And so he ended up like learning off America. So then he took that to kind of help me make fun of Anthony. And it was just kind of like we would always bash on them and shit. And um, that one time, one time, well, I remember. We, um, I mean, you you know this because you you've mentioned it yourself. But when we played in the when America played in the Guilla, in well, I don't know, was it court? I don't remember. If it was quarters or semis. Yeah, it was Tigres, I think. And we we fucking we we lost. I it wasn't at the and, final. And it was that wasn't the final. No, uh, I don't. I, don't, I, I honestly. Well, I don't even know. Boy Munoz wasn't goal, wasn't he, at that time? I don't even remember. But it was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is our season. We're going to win this shit. This yeah. is, is going to be the season where we win it. And then... You guys um, ended up getting knocked out. Yeah, we got knocked out. And then I came back. And then back. wasn't it the next season, Chivas went on to win the league? Yeah. And so yeah. that's when I was and able to get back out over because my team, we went 10 or 11 years without winning a title. Not one single title. <laughs> so when we won that, I had that one thing to go on over. Uh-huh. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, we 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 just kind of like that. And then I mean, I remember I was bummed out that day, and then you were just kind of like he was bummed laughing. out for the whole week. He was laughing, and then and then I and then we come back, and then it was like, well, I mean, for us, every season is our season. That's what we always say. Every single fucking season, our season is our season. Our season, our season. I mean, you do you do more than me. I, I do it every season. <laughs> It's, right. it's just my thing. I'll, I'll I'll proceed to make fun of you um, a little bit later in the episode, but but yeah, that's kind of what we did. So we kind of brought that soccer stuff into like we really laughed, like we thought that was really funny. So we kind of just kept going after that. And um, I think the soccer thing was was what bonded us together as friends. Yeah, yeah, that that was the biggest thing because we kind of learned off of that. So so yeah, so so it was so it was um, it was it was soccer. And then we just started talking from there on. And then it's where it all kind of got good. Senior year, or last year, it's where all it all really got good. Like, the good stuff came. So it was kind of like, so we were still talking here and there. Um, we had class together, so I see you every once in a while. We always just mm-hmm. be hanging around talking. And then I remember it was, it was. Um, so I when, I, when I, when I was with the soccer team, I was doing assistant coaching for the soccer team. And you had, you were playing in JV. And then, like, every once in a while, I mean, I was with Varsity, we were JV, so every once in a while we'd see you and we'd always be like, hey, like, what's up and stuff. But um, basically, you um, you kind of went into to, to play, and then it was me, and then we, and then from that point on, it was, for me, personally, I started liking um, just coaching in general, so it was kind of like... Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, oh man, I I I looked at it and I kind of really like started having a passion for coaching, especially with the people that were working part of the team, uh, the coaches that were working there. So I was, so they kind of taught me what was going on, and then and then I was like, man, coaching is really fun. So, and then you were in JV and you were playing here and there, and then you ended up leaving, right? Yeah, I ended or, up quitting. You want to talk about that? But yeah, the whole situation was I was playing JV. I didn't yeah. make tryouts, so I didn't make varsity the first cut. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep playing soccer, nah, not caring about if it's called JV. I just love the sport mm-hmm. in general. So I was devoted to keep playing. The coach ended up, shout out to Jerry, he he told me, mm-hmm. you know, just keep playing the sport. I mean, if you love it, just keep, just stay with it. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm down. But no, it. yeah, I, and I mean, you, you felt, you, I, you, I mean, when that happened, you felt like, I mean, you felt like, like it was kind of like, it sucks because obviously you're a senior and you're in JV, yeah. and then it's it, it's not good on a resume at least, just to say oh I'm a senior playing in JV. No, yeah. nobody wants that, or to like even brag about it. You don't want to yeah. tell people I'm in JV. And then you were kind of like, you kind of just what was it? You just didn't want to do it anymore. I, I mean, and then you 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 got called up to varsity. I got you did get called up for yeah. Varsity. I hit rock bottom, and then I played three games with JV preseason, and out of nowhere I get the call that. You know, we want to move you up to varsity without me yeah. knowing. You know, it was yeah. a call up, but last minute. Uh-huh. So I was preparing for a JV game, and then I was told in the morning that, oh, you're playing with varsity. So mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked. And, you know, I was like, I was pretty happy at the beginning. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, all that hard work finally, it's paying off. So when I go, they told me, you're going to play second half. You know, that's how it went down. Full game goes down, first half finishes, and I'm getting prepared to go in. Um, when we're all coming out for second half, I'm like, is it my turn to come in? Just stayed on the bench the whole time. And that's not something that a player wants, at least. That's this was, so this was this was the first game of the season, huh? That was my first game of the season. But, you know, if, you ha- if you're if you told that you're going to go in second half, yeah, you're 
your mindset, all right, get ready to play. And I think there was only 10 minutes in the game left. Mm-hmm. And there there ended up being a fight in that game. Yeah. So they had yeah. to shut down the game early. Yeah. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I only had 10 minutes. And those 10 minutes, that's not enough enough time to shine, you know, to yeah. prove yourself. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be the whole season for me. I might as well just quit before it even starts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I remember that that game. I was I was working. In, I was like doing the film for the team and shit. But I mean, I, the camera didn't even work, so I didn't even get to do film anything. But I remember <laughs> I remember that day they were they were, they started fighting and shit, and I was like, oh man, like it was it was it was kind of dumb from from the referee, kind of dumb decisions. Yeah, it was. Um, but oh man, I, I like. Yeah, right after that, you were, uh, I know. I know you were pretty bummed out not playing. You yeah. were just like, oh, "Fuck, man." I mean, you tried. Convi- you tried convincing me to come back, but there was yeah. no. There was no going back. And yeah. then I think a month later or two, that's mm-hmm. when you started. You signed up to coach, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, so as all that stuff was happening, I started going in and learning about coaching myself. I was learning from uh, Coach Chris, who was the varsity coach back back in last year, and I just started learning from him. Um, and uh, I just started kind of taking notes of everything. Then I started doing a little bit of learning myself, which was just kind of like videos and stuff and actual like professional teams and how they play their stuff and just kind of learning off of that, learning the basics. And then that's when we got that opportunity. So that's so then that's when it kind of went better where we where it was like, so we got, so we, the season was already coming in and we, we, we didn't really have a good season. It was, it, was, it was not that good. And so I was trying to find a way to coach and so Chris's dad and, and had talked to me about coaching. He was like, yeah, you want to start coaching? You can do this. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. So it was kind of like, okay, we'll help you out. We're going to talk to the to the people to help you out and have you coach. So we kind of just waited there for a while. And it was like three, four weeks. of no, like I didn't get anything. So I was like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. And then I see Coach Chris. I see Chris at, at one point and I talked to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, you still wanted to coach, huh? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Let me, let me hook you up. That night I get a call that they want to talk to me. They want to start. They want me to start coaching, mm-hmm. and I was like, freaking excited. I was like, this is it. Like this is this is this is the beginning of this. So, so yeah. And then so so that that's how it all started. So for both of us, um, we kind of started the the coaching thing like that. So it was. So I think I mean that's probably one of the best parts of of me and Anthony knowing each other because then coaching, it's where I so I, we were coaching a U eleven team. We started there, and um, it's a rec- it's a recreational league, so it's kind of like nine, ten weeks of training, and then every weekend you have a game. So it's two two times a week you train, and then every weekend you have a game. Um, and then, so I, obviously, I to start off it was kind of weird because I didn't really I didn't really do a lot by my like I, did, I couldn't really do a lot by my own since it was my first time coaching. So that's when I looked at you and it was like, hey, you want to yeah, help me coach? It was mostly kids who never played the sport yeah so we were the first ones to introduce it to him yeah and i guess we we went a different route didn't we yeah we, we didn't do the we we started we so we started working together and so he so obviously anthony was like oh, yeah I'm, I'm down to, to coach and and help you and and so we started coaching and how how that goes so we overall it went good i think it went good because this season that season, obviously our first season, we we just we had we had about nine games. How many did we win? Do you remember? We won six, if I do recall. We won six and we lost yeah. one, and we tied the rest. 
Yeah, it was mainly a lot of ties because I remember like we we just we just that was one one of our weaknesses. We just couldn't handle to freaking close out a game. Yeah, and yeah. I think the best part of it was for both of us telling the kids that we were undefeated. You know, that's what yeah. kept that's what kept them motivated. They were bragging about uh-huh. it every game. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was really cool though because, I mean, one thing I do say is like we learned from them and they and they learned from us because mm-hmm. we showed them how to train. Like we taught them different things. We we showed them how to play the sport. Yeah, and you know they, most of them just thought soccer was just kicking the yeah. ball inside of a net. It's honestly, it's more mental stuff. And we taught them that. You know, I remember when they first walked in, we were assigning them positions, and they didn't understand what that. Yeah, meant. they didn't even know what they were. Yeah, they had, they had no idea. What I remember was going on. at the very end of the season, we asked them, "What position are you playing?" And then they they all named whatever position they were playing. So uh-huh. you know that was. Yeah, yeah. That and, was gratitude to and, both and me then, and Albro. And then it was kind of like, and then it was kind of like, um, so, so it was that. And then we, we, we just had a fun in general. Mm-hmm. So we, we've, we've always, so the, just kind of a little thing of what we were taught when it was, when coaching started, it was just kind of like, all right, this is what you guys got to do. This is kind of like the plan of how coaching is. And yeah, kind of just not really use it a lot, but just go from it. So, um, I kind of like the idea. I felt like I liked the idea of how how they wanted us to coach the kids, but we also changed it up a lot. We made it more fun. Yeah, we we, we definitely changed it up because I felt like their style was more strict. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they had to learn how to dribble. While we we showed them how to pass, how to dribble, how to shoot yeah, we, in fun ways. So it was so it was so it was basically so it was basically their basic. It was basically their basic way of teaching. So very they, basic. And we kind of did a little bit. Of where instead of showing them, teaching them how to do one thing for like two weeks, we kind of did it in like two practices in a week. We or even sometimes even one practice. Yeah. And it was just like, boom. And I mean, it would work out because they ended up knowing how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh, that's cool. I mean, if they know how to do it, then that's perfect. As long as they know what, what they learned in the training and they apply it into the game, then we're good. We can keep going. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how they, that's kind of how it went. They they kind of learned, they kind of learned it very quick and stuff. And we had some really good players. I mean, I think every kid we had was good. Not uh, even, yeah. e- even 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 like some of the kids who had never ever ever. They played had soccer. zero experience playing soccer, and we actually yeah. improved their level. Yeah, not dramatically, but we improved it to a point where they could say, "Oh, I could play the sport mm-hmm. soccer itself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it was like, it was like kind of like they didn't they didn't really know anything. Because I do remember those first days, they just kind of didn't even know what was going on. And they were kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then we just, we started training them little by little. And like, even halfway into the season, there was a lot of, like, there was much better improvement. There was kids that actually knew what they were doing after that. And I think the most important part is we grew a bond with these players. We didn't just, we weren't just coaches to them. We were like friends. You can yeah, say. We yeah. were still young. We were still high schoolers. So we weren't adults to them yet. They're like, we could... I mean, yeah, and, and, and I mean, the compared to other people, which, like, the other people that were coaching, they're more like parents in the 30s, 40s, and then us mm-hmm. were, what, 18? We were both 18. And 18 these kids are 11, yeah. so. I was 17 at the time. You were already 18 at that point. So so they were, they kind of already knew, they kind of already knew, like, like we kind of had that same type of, like, We We understood knowledge. the vibe. Like we, yeah, we, we, we knew, we, we knew, like, how they were going to feel when they lose, when they win. Mm-hmm. And how we were gonna, how we were gonna work with it, and how we what we needed to do, so and it I, wouldn't be like weird. And shit. I guess we could both say we take it more serious than other coaches. I remember those few games we could see the other coaches how they 
yeah. perceive the game. We took it more serious. Yeah, yeah. We we definitely moved moved the game plan a lot. So. For being recreational soccer, we actually yeah yeah we were and, trying to show we were serious. It was cool. I mean, this. all right. So 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 for me, when when it comes to like coaching, I actually so this is a really funny story, and um, so, so I mean, you you kind of you kind of did coaching. You kind of went into coaching for me, or was it, or was it from another time? Like, did you actually start like 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 thinking more about coaching? Was it because when I I, I, I was bringing you in, or like before that, had you already know more about coaching? I mean, I had no experience coaching, but then when you invited me that, the day you got your call after, yeah, when we went into class. I remember you walking up to me and you're like, "Hey, you want to be my assistant coach?" You know, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. "Are you being serious?" And he was, "Yeah, we're gonna train recreational." So I was like, yeah, I'm down. And so I started thinking about it, you know. Yeah. I've always been trained. And now I get to show what I've learned to other kids, right? Yeah. So, you know, you kind of brought in this new world into me. Mm-hmm. You know? And I the, started and looking at it differently. And the thing is, like you said before, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, I, I, I know about the sport. I know about soccer. I've, 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 I've had that experience. But you bring in the actual play. So you actually yeah. know the idea of the soccer player himself yeah, of think, how that player feels so when you put those two together it's kind of like okay so you got somebody who knows about the sport and has studied the sport mm-hmm. kind of off off the field and then you got somebody who's actually played it and has had that experience of how a player thinks when they win and lose and when you put that together it's kind of like oh fuck you kind of got a really good chemistry between them two so yeah i think that was a good bond i think i don't know if i was your first option or maybe you you got rejected by somebody else i don't know but i think it was a good match you you were studying this while I was actually playing yeah. it. So I was actually making up most of the training things that we were doing with the kids. I was like, you know, this is what I did. And it kind of helps out. I remember yeah. warming up the kids. They didn't know how to warm up. I remember they thought they were mm-hmm. just going to go kick a ball. Compared to the other coaches, they just made their kids touch the ball first. We're like, yeah. 10 minutes, we're going to run, we're going to stretch. We're going to do everything that we had to do because this is how you guys are going to understand how to play the sport. You, we're not just going to kick the ball around and all that. Yeah, to, to be honest, it was... When they when when I obviously I came up with the idea of getting an assistant coach, I had a few people in mind. Like there was a few people that I thought like who can help me out, who actually knows about the sport. But the first person I asked was you, because I was thinking about asking you because obviously I already had knew you and stuff like very well, and I knew you also had had that passion for the sport same way I do. But there was also a few other people but I never asked them. It was like you first. I was like, let me ask him, see what he says. If he really can do it, then I'll look into the other people possibly mm-hmm. and if absolutely nobody can do it then i'll take it on my own but for me um obviously i i i, I mean if you want to start back from the little the little part like how did you how did you get into soccer how how'd you how like the very beginning how did you like soccer like what made you what you know what, i like, guess you to that? i guess you could say it runs in my family my grandpa, mm-hmm. even my grandma played at one point. My dad, everybody's played soccer. So I, I guess you could say it runs in our genes. We are, we're not the best. You could yeah. say none of us have ever made it pro, but we all play. We all instantly knew how to play the sport. Mm-hmm. Not very good at it, but you know, slowly I started progressing. You know, yeah. Every year I'd play either U nine, U ten, U eleven. There was points where I didn't have enough money to play in the leagues. So I guess coaches saw enough talent in me that they'd pay my my way through. I remember uh-huh. my U12 season, they're like, I told them I can't play this season. And they're like, you know what? And the fee was $100 plus, I think, 50 more for the uniforms. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I can't play this season. I don't have enough funds. My dad was paying child support. So it's kind of a personal thing, but they yeah. understood it. And so 
uh, my dad gets a call and they're like, you know what? We're willing to pay for your your son to play the sport mm-hmm. as long as he's okay with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where I was like, you know what? I might want to perceive this as a professional career. Just people having faith in you, willing to pay that much money, that much money for you to keep playing the sport that you loved at one point. I still love the sport, but not as much. You know, I yeah. once I turned 15, I didn't see the pro. You know, there were 16 year olds already debuting in the pro scene. So to me, I was like, it's not possible anymore. And if it is, I'm gonna be a slow starter. Yeah. And I didn't start playing until I was nine. So you know, there was kids already playing in there. U5s, U6s. Mm-hmm. I started pretty late considering for a soccer player. For for me, it was like, um, from what I remember. So basically, um, I just kind of started watching soccer on my own. Just seeing other people watch it and stuff. And I was like, oh man, it's it's really cool. And I started watching soccer. And that's where I got into America. And I started watching them. And then the Mexico team. And then um, probably till when I was like 10 or 11 is when I started watching more about European, um, European soccer and stuff. But it was funny because I, I, I played a little bit. I played when I was small. I played, like, in little teams. Then I, in middle school, I, like, I really played all three years. Like, I was really dedicated. And, like, I worked really hard. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't the best player. And I jumped from positions from midfield to forward to goalkeeper even at one point because mm-hmm. I was trying to, like, find what was better for me. But at one point, um, I went into high school tried out freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, play those times. And then at one point I just realized like playing soccer, it's probably the, one of the worst things I, th- I realized about myself, but playing soccer wasn't really something I could do anymore because I just didn't, I wasn't really physically prepared to play. And I didn't feel like I, I could, I could actually play like at a good level. Like, I mean, the pro professional aspect about it, it never got into my head. Like I never actually thought about pro, but just being able to play like high school and be like a really good player and be one of like a starter and stuff. That was kind of my idea that I wanted to do, but I just realized like I'm not, I don't have that ability to even get there. So it was pretty, it sucks. It was, it was like, it was pretty like, damn, you know, but then that's when coaching came in and, and it was cool. So I, I, I got into coaching because because of FIFA, literally because of FIFA. Mm. And that was, <laughs> and that was literally the fun. It's so funny because I, so I started, I started playing FIFA back when, like I, I actually owned FIFA back in FIFA 15. That's when I actually owned it. And so I used to play it and shit and I used to play career mode and I thought it was so cool building your own team and shit. And I was like, oh man, imagine like coaching all these guys. And then FIFA 16 came out and that's when I went all out. And like they got, they got career mode so you can like come go into whichever team you want you can coach them basically mm-hmm. you train players you buy players you sell players if you do good obviously the people love you if you do bad they end up firing you like you know the whole deal of fifa yeah <laughs> and you play all these teams and stuff and it's just literally like you you are the coach of a professional team and when i started doing that i thought it was funny to play around with positions play around with players um i mean it's fifa so you can do whatever the fuck you want and that's when I bought Zlatan. I bought Zlatan to America. Something that will never happen. It will It will never happen. I mean, it will never happen Zlatan, in a million years. Zlatan's in AC Milan. I bought Zlatan I bought Shakiri to America. And I bought these like other American players that I knew. Obviously, they were never going to go to Mexico to play, but they were just Americans. So I was like, oh, they're, they're pretty good, so I'm just going to take them in. And I kind of knew them already from MLS. 
but I bought all this team and we like, I remember just fucking playing a really easy mode and just fucking smacking every team like back and forth. And, and yeah, so we ended up, we ended up, um, we ended up doing that. And, and that's what got me into coaching. So I thought it was really cool. Like, oh man, like what if a coach, like what if you were actually able to coach and we were actually able to do this? So I looked into it and then that's when I started. That's when I started getting into coaching. And then now, now it's kind of like a more serious level. Like now it's obviously not about like trying to do something funny like that. Now it's actually, it's actually really become something that I love a lot. Um, like one thing I was, I, I was thinking about um, these last days is obviously like how, um, how soccer, how, how obviously here, here in school, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm a film major. I'm doing all that stuff for film, but it's not something it's, it's like at this point for now, and I think this is because I haven't had any film classes yet. But at this point, it's kind of like I don't, like, I don't, I don't really have a passion for it. Like, it's kind of like fuck. I don't. It's not something I want to do. Like right now, I just don't have a passion for. It. Like last year, I remember a year ago from now, I was watching different movies. I was learning how they do lighting, how they do camera effects, how they do visual effects, music. And I was kind of like, it's like whatever. Like I don't really have a much much passion for it. What's really really like kept me like really happy just soccer. Just do it. the the whole idea of just coaching is like fuck man. That's what I want to do. That's really what I want to do there. Yeah. Like it's it's something that I, I I love. Like there's literally soccer every single day. Every single day there's soccer. So you can watch it any any day. There's even do Christmas time, New Year's time. There's always a good game going on. Like every day, there's gonna be something interesting, and even if there's not, you can look at something new. There's always gonna be something going on in soccer world. So, man, I, I was like, that's something I want to do. Like, I, I want to start coaching. So we've, so that's so. Back to going back to what we're talking, what we're talking about. When it when it came to coaching, I really love it, and and I and I and that's when I had that opportunity to do it. When I learned, I was just learning off of varsity, and then I looked at them, and I was like, man, this is something I really want to do. So we went into that. We went into coaching. And then, um, I mean, this this last season that it ended in May. Um, I mean, we were able to do good, bro. It, it was a good season. We were able to do good. It was. We, it was an alright season. We 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 were. Able, I mean, for a first season. For, yeah. For the first season of. Of us coaching. We really did a good job. It was really good. We, taught the kids what they needed to learn. We kind of went into depth more about like different little aspects. We, we, um, we like we ended up doing good games. There was really good games, um, and the and the kids were happy about it. They were happy about how we about us coaching. They wanted us to go back. They were really happy. Um, I was really happy. I wanted to go back, but obviously the last semester. Well, this last, um, these last six months due to school and shit, I, I wasn't able to coach. I had a, fortunately, I just had to come, just had to kind of do my school stuff and I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to coach. But, um, I mean, the opportunity is there for March. Hopefully we could do good. That's the chance. I mean, I think our plan is one more season recreation and then competitive. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully that's the plan for us. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um. Cause yeah, that's that's something we want to do. I'm definitely we're definitely gonna um, go up a notch with our level of play. Cause um, th- this is a big journey we're trying to take on. You know, two youngsters, really young to yeah. be considered coaches. You know, and we're trying to make it big. And it's kind of harder for us here in the U.S. because it's not a big sport. 
mm-hmm. not many people take this sport serious yet. Yeah. So you know, I think our plan is I was, I was competitive, high school, college, step by step. You know, we could spend three years in competitive and then get the chance to go to high school. You know, whatever yeah. it takes just for us to make it to where our uh-huh. goal is is, I guess, MLS. I could say. That's I mean, professionals that top goal. And we got a lot of years to do it. We got a, yeah. a lot of years to so do I'm it. I'm saying we take our time. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? I think it's possible. I you was know. I was looking at yesterday, um, or yes, yesterday or two days ago. I think I was looking at I was looking at Liverpool's uh, playing style, and man, they played so fucking good, dude. They really do. And that's something I really want to do. So I, I was explaining to Anthony a few days back, last time we hung out, about some of the play style. Obviously, there's different play styles you can do for different teams and stuff. Um, how do what do what do we how do you explain last season's play style for us? Like how how did we really function for our team? yeah our team? I guess honestly we really didn't have a playing style because of yeah. the type of players we had. You know, mm-hmm. we were still getting them into the sport. If probably we would have played the next season, we probably would have had a playing style. But you know, yeah, we kind I think we kind of lost the magic there. If you know. Mm-hmm. We, we had a touch of magic. We just needed to let go of the seed to grow for that next season. But I think the way what you were saying about Liverpool, their playing style, I, it's a pretty good playing style. I think a lot of teams want to do that, but at the same time, you have to have certain players to play that. Yeah. You know, Liverpool yeah. have uh, fast forward attacks. They have a good defense. They have a solid keeper, solid midfield. You know, they got it everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, defenses, yeah, everything. That's, that's true. Um it was just really cool because they they just so I I kind of use I kind of compared this um, I compared I compared how they play compared to um, how uh, the Anthony Joshua Andy yeah. Reid's fight the second fight how how clinical Anthony Joshua was in that second fight just using that jab not even getting tired just using his jab constantly here there here there moving around back and forth just really nice and calm. When when he saw the opportunities were there, he'd take them and he he'd he'd hit some hard punches and and he was just like there consistently, which I thought was really cool. I was like, damn, like this guy is actually like he's winning the fight by a lot to a point where Andy Reese was he realized towards the last rounds that he was losing the fight and the only way he was going to win it was with the knockout. But yeah. and uh, you can see at the end he was starting to taunt yeah, Joshua. He, you know, I he think got tempted, he got like really really he got under pressure because he knew like fuck I'm losing this fight. I need to win by a knockout. There's no other chance now. So then he started getting really desperate and just throwing random hits. Yeah. You know, I mean, they weren't even connecting half the time. I mean, yeah, I personally like I like Andy Reid, but that's what happened, and it sucks. The fame got to him. You know, yeah. I really, I really thought he was gonna win that second match if he would have fought like he did the first. Mm-hmm. The first, he fought with aggression the first fight to prove himself. But you know, I think that's what happens to a lot of people. You let the fame get to you, and yeah, you saw you can see the highlights of him training before the fight. You know, it would. He wasn't proving anything. He was just showing that he was a champ. He he usually flexed the championship. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't show what a champion so, champion does. So really, it was kind of like then after that, it was kind of like, um, yeah. You look at that and compare to Liverpool stuff. It's, it's just so neat. They they do that. They don't mm-hmm. get they don't get tired. They don't start going crazy. They literally just pass the ball, move the ball around to one area, to another area, to one channel, to another channel. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Just. Owning that possession incredibly, and you're just like, "Fuck, man, these guys play so well." And then when the other team comes at them, 
they start getting desperate and they're like, fuck, we're not going to win a game. We're not going to get anything off of this if all we do is let them pass. So they're going to, they, they start getting desperate. They start pressuring. They start moving forward. And Liverpool takes advantage of those chances really freaking quick. And as soon as they see something, a spot open, bam, they push in. They go right in. They go into goal. And that's really cool. Like the way they play is really cool. And I'm looking at that and I see like, fuck, man, that's something I want to do. But Obviously, not I, the whole thing. I think, honestly, only that team could do that. You know, I think Liverpool's the lucky batch, or Klopp got the lucky batch of players that he could only do that. You mm-hmm. know, if you backtrack to Dortmund's playing style, they didn't have fast playing, yeah. fast players. They they honestly didn't. So what Klopp had to do is adjust his playing style. You know, he dropped back a lot, and then he'd do the counterattacks. He didn't play like Liverpool. Usually, I remember watching one of their games. I think Klopp was coaching that Champions League final, right? Yeah. Against Bayern, they played. If you look at the playing style there, it's doesn't it doesn't even look like Liverpool's playing style. I think they're kind of playing sloppy, if you could say. Yeah, yeah but I, I like I, I, I like to be optimistic and try it. Um, so for me, it's not like I want to do the whole thing off of that, but I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna definitely like use um use that as scratch use that as the as, base as the base of what yeah. we want to do. Um, okay, so I want to have like a attack. I really I love attacking. I love an attacking team. So let's let's have an attacking team. Let's move the ball. Let's let's use our passing as best as we can. Because in reality, the only way, I mean, the best way and the easiest way to win games is using your pass, using that mm-hmm. pass, learning how to pass, anticipating, looking at what options you have open, taking advantage of them, going right into it, moving back and forth. And once you get to do that, you feel, I mean, one, I mean, let's say, let's say we bring that into a team of 11, 12-year-olds. If you can have them learn how to pass well and they know when to pass, when to anticipate, like how, what, like what option to anticipate, like, okay, we have this part, we have this part, mm-hmm. take your option, what best benefits you move the ball, I think that's really cool because a lot of the younger kids might have a hard time doing that and when you're able to do it yeah not like, not a lot of young players could do yeah. that they don't i think soccer is a mental game you know yeah. you have to know what to do same as boxing you know boxing is yeah. not just a physical sport it's also a mental sport it's crazy because that's that's true so so when they do that it's when if we can have that have kids like the, our team do that dude that's gonna be dope it it, really is. the 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 abilities we have and it's just going to be f- freaking dope. Like, really they're going to, yeah. if we were able to just show them how to pass well and show them how to finish and show them how to build a play from the very back, we're set. I, I think guess we're set. I could summarize what you're trying to say. Just play the game how it's meant to be. Yeah. You know, it's not, like I said, backtracking, it's not just kicking the ball into the goal. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not a, about, it's a mental game. You really have to know what you're doing. Yeah, just. Just don't uh, a lot. There's also teams, you know, um, Manchester's Mourinho's Manchester has been known for like you know parking the bus a lot, and that's so fucking boring. But it works for him sometimes. He, I, I yeah yeah. There's it, different players. It, it it does work, but I've never like parking the bus. That's just so like that. It's pointless. I guess you could say that's his player style. It's pointless. It, it worked for him because he won the Champions League. I think that's why he stuck Manchester. with that. Manchester, but he used that also in Porto. He also oh, somewhat uh, used it. I mean, I, I didn't see. I, didn't, I never saw Mourinho's Porto, but Manchester. I think that's why he sticks to the park to bus because I guess back in that generation that worked. Yeah. You see how every year soccer is evolving. You know, yeah. it's more of a 
long pass, more skillful play. If you backtrack to the 1980s, soccer was just dribbling a ball, going past somebody. And yeah. then players like Maradona came into the game. They transformed it. Now it's do, using skills, dribbling around. Then you got Ronaldinho who came into the sport, skill foot, skilling over everybody, doing thought, crazy stuff. You know, that's what brought players like Neymar, Mbappe's here because of that. Ronaldo, yeah. Messi, they all bring something to the table I think, and I that think, evolves the sport itself. I think some, someone that also changed the game a lot that uh, I love watching his coaching stuff, like I watched a lot of his coaching stuff in general, is Johan Cruyff. He really did. Johan Cruyff is the man. So... I hate Barcelona. I don't watch any Barcelona games. They bother me. I'm a Real Madrid fan. I think that's the only thing, man, I, you can relate to. I do not like Barcelona at all. <laughs> We're but, both Real Madrid fans. But when, it comes to, but when it comes to Johan Cruyff and watching Johan Cruyff's Barcelona back in the day, I was like, fuck. Last year, I think it was. And I've been doing this for a few times. So last year, it was the first time I did this. There's a, the Champions League game. I don't remember who Barcelona played. It was probably the only Champions League Joh- Johan Cruyff won. Dude, I, they have the full game uh, on YouTube. The full fucking game. Let me let me just check what, what year was this. But they have the full game on YouTube. And when I see this, I'm just like... It just opens a new world to you. I'm just, wow. Like, just looking at that, um, it's just like, dude, that's... That's just so cool, like being able to 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 see what, how what um what well, he, he brought to the game. Yeah, I mean, I think it happens every year. Now, I guess you could say the new pep, the new Johan Cruyff is Pep, pep Guardiola. Guardiola. I think he's the new coach. Yeah, Pep Guardiola is freaking. Every coach evolves the game. You know, soccer's evolving every year. It's not it's not the same. You could say. Yeah, I I, I like I like I like I like Johan Cruyff a lot, but. One thing about no, no Pep Guardiola, sorry, I like Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola a lot. But one thing is just his team that is just I don't like watching Manchester City to be honest. Because you know they're they're a really good team. You know Guardiola selected a great amount of players. You know if somebody gets injured, he already has somebody on the bench to cover that spot, and he's yeah. got a good youth academy. I yeah, I, I just I, I I don't like watching them. Um, this weekend we met a guy in Santa Cruz. That was talking about he's a he's a he's from England he's a Manchester United fan, and we we met I met him and we were he was just talking kind of talking to us, and then he was telling us how Manchester City is a team that ha- like one of the only teams that actually that has like a sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, these guys have a sugar daddy, and you know with his English with his English his English voice I'm not gonna say it because it's gonna be cringy if I. If I try to speak like that, but <laughs> no, I think we all know how English people speak. Not trying to from, English, stuff, from like UK like, and stuff. Yeah, they have a different. Um, so this dude was talking about like how they have a sugar daddy, and it's true. These guys fucking bought have have well, they got the owner and they bought all this fucking stuff, and they honestly have the most expensive team. Yeah, and but it also doesn't work sometimes. If you see if you see what they've done, it doesn't even work because. They are good in domestic league. I said this yesterday. They're good in domestic league, but, but they're not good. They're not good in Champions League. They're not good. They in always fail somehow. Yeah. So, so when that happens, I mean, what's really being done? Uh, Manchester City people kind of get tired of winning the but, Premier League all the time. But honestly, if you look at the Premier League, it's not a competitive league anymore. If you look at it closely, it's not how it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now it's only six teams. 
running for the race. And it's not even the same ones that were there 10 years ago. Man, U- Man United is not even at the top. And surprisingly, my team, Leicester City, is at the very top, second place. So, you know, Champions League next season, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but that, that's how you know it's changing, you know. Nobody ex- expects Leicester City to be in second place. You expect Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Man United to be at the very top. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that. It's kind of like it's kind of like I just. I think everybody was used to that, and now yeah. that it's changing. Man United is not the same. They're not. They are a big club historically, but right now they're just a normal Premier League side. Yeah, back to this thing. Um, they don't. So yeah, Pep Guardiola. I just don't like watching him. So I really like to stay with that classic stuff. So Johan Cruyff is somebody that I really look at, and I'm just like, man, that guy's a fucking genius. That guy really changed the team. He's pretty much the person that brought the tiki taka, yeah. whatever you call. He introduced it to everybody. Yeah. Um, was it this? Oh, here we go. Fucking, it took me a while to find it, but um, it was the 1992, 1991-92 European Cup. That's what it was called back in the day, Champions League. Barcelona, Sam, Sam Podria, the Italian team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was that was that was actually the first Champions League they won, and Barcelona won. But man, when when you when you look at that, it's kind of like Johan Cruyff really brought a lot to the game, and that guy was like, wow, he was a good player, mm-hmm. but he was freaking amazing in in Champions League, in 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 um, in, in in Barcelona. So if you would have, if you'd um, if you'd have him. Like let's say he was he was still coaching or he was still alive right now and he was still coaching. I think Barcelona would honestly have Barcelona a lot of Champions League fucking yeah they would have kept him but and then didn't he didn't he go to shit Chivas for a bit to to work with them and it didn't even work out. <laughs> we made it to finals somehow sometimes <laughs> but we just didn't win the finals. Yeah, he didn't really to. do much so. You know he did take us to finals but we wouldn't we yeah. would have capitalized and win it. I'm Champions um, John Cruyff is a goat so yeah. But speaking about that. the GOAT, who, who in your opinion is the best soccer player to ever touch the field? In my opinion, it's Pele. I think, honestly, bro, nobody beats him. Yeah, I, I have to say Pele, but... you, I think Maradona... I don't think Maradona is even you second say, place. You put, you put Pele on first, second, I think I'd put uh, Johan Cruyff. Uh, I mean, I'm a Real Madrid fan. But with everything that, that Messi's done, like not yeah, trophy-wise, but player-wise... Messi, I put third. I'd put Messi second, Ronaldo third. Maradona top five, not nah, maybe. Maradona, I wouldn't even put him in my top five. I don't. I just don't feel he was. He was a good the player, greatest uh, player in to be in that list. He's in the top five. And then on top of that, on top of that, you take off, you take off what he's done outside of the field too. But we don't count that. We're just yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. What you but if you look at that, I mean, I think my top five it goes from Pele. I'm a Real Madrid fan, but I think Messi is better than Ronaldo, in just some stats. You know, what Messi does, it's actually real magic. If you've seen mm-hmm. the highlights of him, Ronaldo's third. Johan Cruyff, like you said, and then Maradona, fifth. My top five might be a little bit controversial, but here you go. I put Pelé. Second, I put Johan Cruyff. If you don't know who Johan Cruyff is, I'd, I'd really recommend looking him up either as a player or as a coach. You'll probably like it more as a player. Messi. Fourth, I would put Ronaldinho. 
and fifth I would throw in Ronaldo. I, I think that's where the controversial goes. I think Ronaldo oh. was a better player. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Like I if mean, we're going off of like, or you just putting that randomly, or you actually like, yeah, because Ronaldinho, that rope? Ronaldinho was the guy that had that. I mean, he has a skill, amazing skill, dude. That guy. The the skills, but if you look at Ronaldo, what he's done. I mean, he's brought he won Portugal basically. Yeah. Their first European championship in a while. Yeah, that's true. Ha, have you seen, Ronaldinho had Ronaldo the Brazilian Ronaldo? He had Kaká playing next to him. It was just Ronaldo by himself in the Euros. You know, he brought that team up to the final. Yeah. Sadly enough, he didn't play the final, but he's, you could technically say he did win the final. Yeah, I, I, I like Ronaldinho because of everything he brought, but also, I mean, he stayed consistent even even when he was going to retire. Yeah. Because when he was in, in the Liga Mekis, I remember when they when they played um they played America one game. they We lost 4-0, and he scored a hat trick. And in that stadium, all the fucking... America fans stood up and started clapping for him, even though he wasn't part of our team. Yeah. Even though we just got scored on, they they still all got up and started clapping. And I was like, at that moment, I realized like this dude is a fucking badass. Speaking about that, what what brought you into being a fan of America? I mean, it, <laughs> to to me, honestly, it runs in my family. We yeah. we all support the team. There's not one person from my dad's side, at least, that doesn't go for another team. Yeah, in it's all for Chivas, me. For me, it's kind of the Chivas. same. For me, it's kind of the same. I mean. Nobody really likes soccer in my family, but um, just looking at um, I think one of my uncles is like the one that really likes soccer. Like he's the one that loves soccer, and he's the one that started watching. He just started watching America at one moment, and I jumped in and I was like, "Oh fuck, America's really good." And I was like five, so I didn't really know much about America, but I kind of just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, America," just to jump in with them and think. But it was like, cool. what brought you into the team? You know, so okay, so what really, like what, really, really brought me into what caught it? Your, what caught your eye to like say, you know, what? I'm a, I'm a fan, I'm a loyal fan. Okay, yeah, nothing. so so I, I'll I'll be real. I didn't really watch a lot of the games when I was growing up because it was kind of like I felt it boring, but I think where it really my passion for that club really hit was two things. Number one, 2013 final. That game was, I think, in my opinion, probably the best game I've seen in my entire life. Just because of everything that happened. I had no idea. I just knew from the news, oh, America's going to be in the final against Cruz Azul. I was like, oh, shit, I might watch it. I watched the first game. We lost 1-0. And I watched the second game and the second game. I remember the second game was in a birthday party. And we were all outside with the TV on. That game was fucking incredible. Everybody there was a Cruz Azul fan, except for me, literally. When I saw that game, I remember just like, fuck, what an incredible goal from Moises Munoz. That thing, well, I was like, damn. And so then I started following them after that more and more. The second thing that really got me into them was when I went to Mexico in 2014 I spent my time over there watching. We were, I was literally watching the whole World Cup. So this is what really got me into soccer. Like, really, really. He, when I was, before this, it was kind of like, eh, here and there, here and there, here and there. But this really got me into soccer. I, I watched, like, the whole World Cup, and I was learning who these players were. And it was really cool because Miguel Herrera went from America to the Mexican team. He was coaching that team now. And I just thought it was so cool. And all the America players that were in there. And I was like, damn, this is so cool. And so I watched the whole World Cup there. The World Cup ended. It was time for the Cups to come back. Um, America was in the uh, was doing um, was getting ready for the season to start. Um, and what a better way to go to be there than to fucking go to the first season game 
in Mexico City. Our second game of the season, our first home game. So I we went with my uncle and my cousins and stuff, and I was like, man, this is gonna be so fucking dope. I just thought it was it would be cool to see the stadium and stuff. We got there late, I remember, but we made it. I remember we were outside, um, like getting barely getting our tickets when they scored when because the, they played Tijuana, America Tijuana. Tijuana scored and we were outside and I just hear like a ton of people in there booing and I was like, oh fuck, like what happened? Probably just got scored on, but I was like, I don't care. Like I really just want to go in. We fucking ran to the other side of the fucking, from where we were at, we ran to the other side trying to look for our seats. Then we got there and once we got there, man, it was just like dope as fuck. I remember just walking in and he was like, damn, this is where it's different. The mano de Dios you're, used to, you're used to watching it on TV, right? Yeah, this and is just being there, and you're like, it's huge. Yeah, it's fucking huge. And then, and then just being in there, I remember just the environment was dope. We were just screaming back and forth. And after that, I, I like from that point on, I've been watching America consistently every game. If I if I can't watch the games, I'm following it. I follow it through the uh, football app, the soccer app. I mean, I just follow it through there. If if there's always a way that I will follow the games. So I even leave notifications on my on my watch, mm-hmm. so it will tell me when they score and what's going on. So, and even if I can't, then I just go. Even um, like like if I can watch them, then I'm just there. I'm watching the game, so I'm just boom boom on the TV, watching the game. If I can't too, I stay there to listen to what happened, what happened after the game, um, what what was going on, um, and yeah. So I'm I'm just fucking excited, and that's what really got me into America. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, um, I'm really a passionate fan now. I'd say, also in that time from when the World Cup, from when I came back from Mexico till now, I've learned a lot. Like I've done a lot of like just soccer in general, sp- tournaments, games, players. I've done a lot, and so I've, I've, I've just like, oh, what is this tournament about? Looked it up, figured it out. Oh, cool. How does the um, Champions League draw work? How does this work? How does the qualifying work? And one thing that was really cool about both of us is that we obviously know that. Because if you look back at the other guys that we talked to and hang out with in school, a lot of them didn't really know what, how does this happen? How yeah. is it How is it that USA made the World Cup, that didn't make the World Cup, but Mexico did? They really didn't follow soccer. They didn't follow, yeah. And we did, so it was kind of mm-hmm. like, I knew a lot, but then you knew too, and I was like, oh shit. So we actually we both actually know a lot about this sport, which is mm-hmm. really fucking cool. And I thought it was like, damn, that's a really cool experience for both of us. So, yeah, I've just been following it ever since. I watch a lot of soccer, basically. Yeah, either I'm watching it, or I'm reading it, or I'm studying about it, or I'm doing my um. I'm just like figuring out what else to do, um, and then I'm obviously I'm all I'm also on FIFA, just playing a lot of FIFA here and there when I can. And then yeah, so that's really what got me to America, and I love that team with all my heart. That's my fucking team. So I will always be an America fan, win or lose. We fucking lost a month ago. Yeah. We lost the final. I'm but glad you guys lost. Fuck you. I'm happy. Fuck you, bro. I'm glad. <laughs> God saved me from from the torture. You're because you guys. Because you guys. I mean, but you guys also knew you guys weren't gonna get to 13 at some point, bro. You guys are at 11. You know, at 12. I mean, we're at 12. We're only one behind. 14. I mean, you guys weren't going at 14. If we would have won that 14, you guys wouldn't get a 14. We would have been two behind. Yeah. So it's honestly, I guess I, I guess this is the part where I say how I became a Chivas fan. You know, like I said, it it runs in my family, but mm-hmm. I had to find that bond with the team. You know, I, yeah. I scrolled by the TV and I was like, when I was nine years old, I was going through cartoons and all of a sudden, like the soccer channel popped up. Yeah. 
And I was all like, and it was a Champions League game. And I was like, man, what is this? So I was like, you know, what? I'll just watch it. And I remember exactly the first game it was. It was a Bund- it was not a Champions League game. It was a Bundesliga game. It mm-hmm. was Bayern versus Bur- Gladbach. No. Yeah. Whatever that team is called, you know. And I was watching it. I was like, you know, they're playing soccer. I played this in like elementary. And I started looking at it. I was like, you know, this is kind of interesting. And then I looked at my dad and I was like, hey, this is soccer? He's like, yeah. You want to and you want to watch Chivas? I'm like, who's that? I say, like, why'd you say a goat? Like, why would I want to watch goats on the TV? And he was like, no, 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 it's a team. I follow it. And you want to watch it? So I was like, yeah. And I was like, just you got to wait till Saturday. I was like, why Saturday? Because that's the only time they play. So I was waiting for the game. And the first game I ever watched, Chivas versus Morelia. And I remember watching it. And I was like, wow. Like, this, and he, he kept telling me facts about him. He's like, you know, we're America's our biggest rivalry. And I was like, who's that? And he's like, you'll find out eventually if you keep watching. And then he was like, we only play with Mexicans. So you gotta, if you're going to be a fan, that's what you got to take in with pride. You know, it's. See, see, yeah, hold on. This is the weirdest part for me. You you are a Chivas fan. I'm a Chivas we're full fan. of Mexicans, but you go for the USA soccer team. Here's a, that here's is a, so fucking weird. Here's the difference. Here, I try to explain to you millions of times. You know, you support where you're from. Yeah, I was born in the U.S. Correct or not? So that means I not forcefully, but I have I have to support the U.S. Mm-hmm. I have Mexican blood in me, but I was born in U.S. territory. So in my opinion, I support the country that I was born in. I mean, that's the point of supporting your country. Yeah. But then supporting a team is different. See, I was a Chivas fan before a U.S. fan. And then when I found out international teams existed, I was like, oh, I'm not going to lie. I went for Mexico for a bit. But then I just kept looking at it. I'm like, you know, I don't feel any, I don't feel a bond like what I do with Chivas. That's full of Mexican team. And then I look at Mexico, I'm like, I don't feel anything. I remember watching my U.S. games, the first U.S. games. And I was like, Michael Bradley was still good. Um, Tim Howard was in there. Um, Johnson, I think, if you know who that is. Yeah. Long guy with breads, you know, and I felt a bond with these players. Oh, you know what? This is the team. This is the country <laughs> I want to defend. I guess you could yeah. say it, it's kind of ironic, right? But I guess it's just a team at the end of the day. It's a team over here and then a national yeah. team. Okay. I support my nationality and I support this team. But All right. So back to Chivas. Yeah. Sweet. Back to the Chivas thing. You know, he's like, you got to take this in with pride. You know, if we play with all Mexicans, where do you see Germany play with all Germans? A team in Germany. Or a team in Spain play with all Spanish players. Chivas is the only team that does it. Only Mexicans. They've done it for the whole history. And then he started telling me, "We've won the championship seven times in a row." He's like, "There's not a team who's done that, you know, win the championship seven times in a row." And it was like back then, it's not like this. How you play half, you rest, and then you play half. Back then, it was you play the whole season at once. And I was like, "Oh," so I mean, that's how I became a Chivas fan. Who's your favorite Chivas player of all time? My favorite? Bofo Bautista. Fucking shit. There's nobody else. Fucking shit. Bofo won us the the Hey, fuck Bofo Bautista. You know what? It doesn't matter what you say, bro, because he he (laughs) won us the championship. This is is the time where I get to bash you. Because, first of all, fuck Bofo Bautista. He's a shit-ass player. I never liked him. Um, um, But either way, you know who's the best team in the league. Or in general, in all of the league, you know who's the best number one team. And that's America. They are the best ones in everything, bro. I can say how, look, could, look how many look how many people look how many players they've sold to Europe in the last year. That is true. 
that issue. But I the only one that hasn't been doing well has been Linus. We have one of the best Mexican players to ever leave. Chicharito. Okay, yeah. We, we can I'll, say that. He's, I'll say that. He's the best Mexican yeah. who ever left from Liga, and he went all the to way Europe. to Europe, and he had the best career. Better, yeah. than Ugo, better than Hugo Sanchez, I could top that. Yeah, okay. I mean, Vela. Is that the only thing you can say, though? No, 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 no. And then Vela. <laughs> I can say Vela left out of our academy. He never played with us, yeah, but you okay. got to admit, he was in the youth academy this season that we had okay. prime players, and he went to Arsenal. Now, one youth academy from your guys has gone straight to the Premier League, straight like that. Vela yeah. went and he did all right, but he it wasn't enough to stay in the Premier League. I mean, uh, Layun went to. Oh wait, well, what are we talking about? People, uh, if people that came out of our team, our team. Okay, yeah, we our can't team. say Layun, but Layun and did go to. Most Wofford. of your players that are leaving right yeah. now are not Mexicans. I mean, they they came into the Mexican league, but they're not full Mexicans. But you guys they've made themselves. Them? Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about people that we've actually taken out of, you talk about Linus, you talk about. It's on Alvarez. You talk about Ochoa. You talk about um, Cotemo Blanco. And you talk probably the best one right now. But Cotemo, Bla- Cotemo Blanco didn't do that well in Europe. Yeah, that's true. And then right, right Lin- now, right Linus it, isn't doing good. If there's somebody I can show off to you right now, it's Raul Jimenez. Yeah. I, I think. Because he's but, playing in one of the hardest leagues and he's become one of the best strikers in the league. But that's the only player. I mean, Edson, yeah. Edson also. Edson, but he's Edson doing has okay. been there. He's yeah, not, he's, he's here and there. He's not the best player in AX. But but then when you also talk about everybody who's been there, who's gone to Europe, Guido, Guido just left just this week, Machesin, Mateus. Um, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna keep buying younger players to take them out. Yeah. They're going to buy younger players, make them better. And they're going to let them go to Europe, and they're just going to be making money. But answer this question honestly, bro. Do you think it was a mistake for Linus leaving the Liga MX? I, I think it was a mistake for sure. Because at this soon. point, his, he's not a prospect I mean, he, I, he's still being seen as a prospect, though. Because mm-hmm. there's people that still want him. There's people that want to loan. Like, if he doesn't get loaned out this season, he's going to get loaned out next season. But he's still going to have minutes. But I think he's losing valuable time. You know, If you don't play yeah. for a while... You're not the same you were. Yeah, you're true. That's right. He plays. He plays here and there, but yeah. It's basically been a year, right? I feel like yeah. If, if he if he if he would have played another year in America, and he would have left now, he probably would have been chosen to a bigger team, and he would have been way better. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully he gets his level up. He he's a really good player, so I'm, I'm, I I I feel like he will he will get his level up. He will come back if is if it isn't with Betis, he's probably gonna go to another team. And he's gonna do good, and he's just gonna be that player that we've seen in the Liga for, I, I for don't a while. Think so. I honestly, in my opinion, I think it's too late. And not just being a Chivas fan, I think. I mean, he's just nineteen, dude. But he wasted a year, and I don't even think he got more than five hundred minutes in the in the. I league. mean, yeah, it's I'm, you wasted in, a year, but in one year, five hundred. You, wa- you wasted a year. You could say you wasted a year, but he's nineteen. But and so not about in Europe, and he's twenty-one. So he you're, didn't, you're losing. Valuable time to go. At, ni- at 19, Edson Alvarez was barely making his debut with America. But but Edson is playing, right? It, it's the difference. It, forget about the age. It's he was on and off for the beginning, but the second. Edson at this point is already even. But he's he starts, playing starts, and he comes off as a bench player yeah. or he starts. Linus doesn't even make the first 11 or the bench half of the time. He's mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I hope, hopefully he does well. Hopefully Linus does well. Mm. But yeah, either way, um, I'm going to. So, so yeah. Um, we were talking about players and then Chivas and America. And then, who do you think is contending for the Champions League? This season, America number one. And it's not me just saying this bullshit always like I always do. Champions League. Oh, Champions League? Yeah, Champions hold League. Hold on, hold on. L- l- let's stay with the league real quick. Because right. I, f- I, I feel really confident. This season, 
is our like we get our our, 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 our like rematch or our revenge for what's been going for what we've got I, I feel it like I honestly feel it like I don't every season I say this is our season this is our season this is our season but for sure for sure I feel like this season we can do good if we can maintain not if we can like be able to maintain our players healthy and keep them healthy we're gonna go all the way but I think you guys lost a crucial part in your team Guido I honestly I only saw like two games to be honest with you I saw that final and then that one other game I mean, I don't, I don't the really classical you saw it too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I saw half of it. I came out of work, but Guido's that player that always had the ball. So that you guys passed it yeah. to him or he'd recover the ball. Yeah. And whenever Guido didn't have the ball or couldn't recover it, you guys were stuck all the way in the back and Ochoa either had to make a big save or he just made a mistake and it went in. So for you guys to lose a valuable player we, like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you lose Guido, but they said the same thing about Sambu. But when guys, Sambu left, they were like, this you, guy's a good player. You guys, you guys did struggle, Sambu. For the we time just, being we that did he struggle. was gone. We did struggle, but we held ourselves back up quick. Somewhat. And right now, they're looking for options to who, for who to bring. There's a, there's a few options. I was, I was listening to it um, this morning. There's a few options for who they want to bring for, for Guido's replacement. But we're going to be fine, dude. We're going to be fine. I'm, I'm not even stressing out. We're going to be fine. If anything, let's say if they don't bring anyone, if anything, you have Richard Sanchez there. At least Richard Sanchez's level has gone up from when he was playing in Paraguay to now. In one season, his level has been incredible. But I guess you could correlate this like if, for example, if you had Van Dyke, you take him out of Liverpool. Yeah. Guido is like Van Dyke. Just take it like that, for example. Yeah. You take him off, Liverpool's playing style goes down because Van Dyke's the one that keeps that midfield and defense solid. But then you got to look at the league, how it functions. Compared to Mexico, it's way better. Oh, so. But it's just an example. Like, if you were to take yeah. that that crucial piece that your team needs, yeah. you take that but off. I, dude, I, I think we're good. I'm not I'm not even stressing out. I'm not worrying. I wish Guido the best. I love Guido as a player. That guy was incredible. I wish he would have stayed, but I knew he wasn't going to stay because he wanted to go to Europe. So I don't even worry. Guido did what he had to do. He came in. He won a league championship. He won everything he could win. He won the MVP of the season, the best player of the season, of the year, basically. Mm-hmm. He did what he had to do. I'm, I'm I'm, good. I'm not even. But I always say this, but I honestly think Chivas can make Liga. Not win the top, but we can make Liga this season. If Your team is trash. No, we're good. Your team is trash, we're bro. We're great. We are. All this fucking hype on, on social media this mm-hmm. weekend about, ah, Super Chivas, Fuck off, bro. No, no, no. The thing Mark, is, Mark, my words dude, were making dude, that. Chivas spends a lot of money yeah. on shit. Look, what ha- what happens when Chivas spends a lot of money on shit and then ends up happening that Chivas um, don't even make Liguilla? But that's that the would, funny part. That would be we, fucking embarrassing. But that's the funny part. We rarely wasted. But but do you see what they say? Do you see what they say? They say, if, if oh, yeah, we're, we're buying all these players because we want to be at the level of Monterrey, America, and Tigres. But it, we want to be able to win leagues. If you can't even win a league, what the fuck's the point? As a big team, since I have a big team and I actually have a big team, and you know it, I actually have a big team. As a big team, your goal isn't to just make Liguilla, bro. Your goal is to win the whole thing. But we're still, I guess you could say we're starting from scratch. I mean, we don't we don't have the same team we did when we won the league yeah, in but, 2017. But you gotta, but you, but you, you, you say like, you say like, oh yeah, we, we, um, we can make Liguilla. That's not the goal though. Your goal should be we're going to win the league. It, it should be. 
but we're looking realistically, bro. With the team that we have, we haven't made the game. All right, so what if seasons. what if they win the league? I'm glad. I mean, that's what I want for my team. But honestly, realistically speaking, looking at it and speaking about it, yeah, the best thing I, we I, want. I, is I, the see, I, see, I see the point you, you're talking about. Because then you're gonna say it's an exaggeration if I say we're winning the league. That's an exaggeration, mm-hmm. even to me. I want okay. that to happen, but I want Ligia before. It sounds crazy. I want Ligia okay. before the championship. I'll say. I'll say about Chivas. I hate them. I don't. I don't like them. I don't watch them. They're boring to me. If I can make a prediction for them. I say top six. I say they'll be close to making Ligue yeah, but they won't make it. Just like last season. Nah. But look at it. We we brought in that Olympic gold winning maybe, coach. Maybe, and he got us maybe, close maybe, 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 maybe. They can make it. Maybe they can make it. But I just feel like it's going to be too close. Too close of I a mean, call. At the same time, you guys struggled last season to make it in. You guys were dropping points, but you guys got lucky enough that the other teams were dropping. If the other teams would have been winning, who who was below you guys at some point? Monterrey. Yeah. And look, they ended up in eighth. Yeah. But if they would have won their games that they lost or tied, you guys probably would have been in eighth just because of the way you guys were playing. You're right. But either way, I feel my America has a hope, has a chance this season. We're going to do, we have Champions League and we have the league. The league, I feel we were very strong in Champions League. The only team that I feel would be a big problem for us is Tigres. Hmm. And if we can beat um, if we can beat Tigres this weekend, if we beat them well, they don't have Ginac this weekend. But if we beat them well, I could say I say we could probably hmm. win the Champions League. Who's good in who's good in fucking MLS that can beat America? Honestly, brothers, no team in my head. Not even not even yeah. LAFC. I love LAFC. LA by the way, but LAFC is my fucking MLS team. But but they're a one man team. They're like not. I, I've said them. In Barcelona, yeah, they're like Barcelona. Mm-hmm. They count Do on you Vela. See when Messi doesn't play, Barcelona counts on Messi. LFC counts on Vela. The day Vela doesn't play, LAFC doesn't do well, which just kind of sucks because at some point Vela will leave and my team, my MLS team will will be pretty bad, which will be pretty upsetting. But but other than that, there's no there's no other team that that can be at the level. I mean, you they, they say Toronto, maybe 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 no. maybe Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta. Atlanta's not the same they used to be. They've gotten better. Not They've really. gotten better. I mean, I used to be. I, I mean, I am, a, I'm, I'm an Atlanta fan. With I'm how they started last fan. year, with how they started last year, they went with their new coach. They were they they hadn't won like in seven games. Their first yeah. seven games, they didn't win one. People were saying they were going to fire them. They were going to fire the coach. But look, you got in MLS, Seattle Sounders, LAFC, New York City FC, and Atlanta. Can anyone beat us? No. In 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 Mexico, you got Tigres, Cruz Azul, León. Can anyone beat us? Tigres. Maybe Tigres. Cruz Azul no. is ass. Uh, bro, if you look at Tigres right now, you don't have Guignac. You sold what was that Chile, Chile player? Celarayan. No, uh, he. Left. I think he's from Argentina. He left. They sold a few players, crucial players. Their defense is pretty bad with that. With Salcedo back there yeah. at this point. So, fuck. fuck. So, Tigres isn't a big team anymore, how they used to be. Did you see he didn't even get called up to the last week game? He's, he's dropped it. <laughs> he dropped his. Next next is Diego Reyes. For, yeah, just fucking watch. And then, fucking I think, traitor. honestly, the only team who could, like, beat you guys, out of those three that you named, Leon. 
Cruz Azul is pretty bad they, with that new coach. Under pressure, they play horrible. You saw how they played last season in but the game? Cap- they're cap- uh, out of, you said out of those three. I know Cruz Azul can beat I you guys because so. Cruz Azul is pretty bad. I'm just saying okay. out of those Le- three. Le- Leon plays LAFC. The Leon pretty would win. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like I feel like Leon LFC can You name three teams. Cruz Azul and Tigres aren't capable because Cruz Azul coach left. They've been pretty bad. They haven't been able to get good results. Mm-hmm. Leon is the only decent team who's been able to perform a little bit. So I'm not saying they'd beat you guys, but they have a chance at yeah. beating you guys. All right. So, oh, that's the thing that we're going to leave in a bit. Cool. Montreal Impact. No. There's some Jamaican team named Portmore United. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Costa Rica, we got Saprisas and San Carlos. I think Saprisa could pull up a surprise, but other than uh, that, I don't even do the last two times we played Saprisa, we beat them by a huge margin, so I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Alianza, Comunicaciones, Montagua, Olympia, all Central American teams I don't even know about. So, realistically speaking, favorites is America. Yeah, out of those lot. My fucking boy. Now you know. Now you know who's good. But you didn't name my team. If you didn't name my team, I can't. Dude, Chivas, I can't give Chivas you is ass. Answer. They're never gonna. I, they're I not gonna get in here. You just gave me a few picks. If you you should have said my team. And all right, so all right, so let's say in the Clásico, um, what is it like week ten? America Chivas. Who wins that? This season, Chivas. No way. No fucking way, dude. I can predict the score three one. No fucking. Three, way. I, I'll be I'll be nice enough to let you guys score one, but we're smack. We're okay, gonna smack okay, you guys. hold on. So, the thing is. We may we may have lost to you guys last season, but we had no. a bad coach. You you guys are gonna you guys are gonna not gonna know. We have a good coach. You gotta admit that too. He he won the. He's Olympics. a good coach. He I give him I give him credit. I give him credit. Dude, you keep basing it off. He won the Olympics. He won the Olympics. But what did Miguel Herrera win? Just league. The, just overall league. overall, in with America, all the shit he's won with America. Then Conca national Champ- team. Conca Champions he won, right? He never won one. He won Copa Mekis. He's won. Um, That's a small title, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. He won Copa Mekis. He won Supercopa. He's won leagues. And he w- was with Mexico, won the Gold Cup. But the Gold Cup is like an easy. A- any Mexican coach. Could Tena win it? Yeah. I don't think so. If he could get the team to win the Olympics against Brazil, which had Neymar. But that was like a. B team, if you say, if you really see it, because all those guys were under twenty two, and you didn't have the actual Mexico stars. Well, Mexico kind of had like a few stars. They weren't the big ones yet. They were still young. In twenty fifteen, when they won it, when they won it, no, yeah, they had everybody. They were kind of. They young. literally have everybody. They literally had every every good starter that played in the World Cup. They brought them into that into that tournament. Just probably a few that obviously didn't make it because they weren't good anymore. But but look, no, are you talking about the Gold Cup or the Olympics? Gold Cup. Oh, I'm talking about the Olympics. Olympics, they had Olympics younger, was a youngsters. small team. Yeah. All those players were still like small. Yeah, but then I don't think then I would win it, dude. I think if you were to base it off, which is a bigger prize, the gold cup or the uh, Olympics. Yeah, yeah, obviously the Olympics. So you'd but, want the you'd want the Olympic coach. But yeah, and he, he did but, pretty but good. But then then in clubs. I mean, but uh, he's done pretty good. You saw how he came in late into the season for us, and he almost got it close just, to the league. Yeah. Just face him, bro. You guys miss Almeida. You guys not, miss I'm Almeida. Lie. I'm not gonna lie. Everybody does. You guys Everybody miss. Does. You guys would wish he would come back. I mean, he he won our hearts because that first season that he came in, I think it was his second or third game. He had to play you guys, and we beat yeah, that was guys. yeah. I will give him credit for that. I don't, so I, I think I, that's. I, what I don't. I don't dislike Almeida. I think Almeida's a really good um 
you gotta have respect. A really for good, him. a really good coach. I like he my respect. Like, he man. just he did his job. He, 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 he knew what he had to do. Mm-hmm. He he went in there. He created a good team. You guys won a league and a cup, and the Champions League. Yeah, and I mean he won it all. all right. Every yeah. title that he got. Props, props to Almeida because that was it. But looking at it now, I don't think you guys have a possibility of beating us. We haven't we haven't really sold anyone other than Guido. And we don't play you guys till week ten, so let's say let's say we do have a hard time with Guido without without Guido. If we can just play, if we can just play and keep our momentum, we'll be fine. We'll be fine, bro. Maybe we just have to wait till that week ten. Um, and then we. I mean, yeah. Look, let's, let's just kind of talk about when <laughs> when when we made a bet last season, and you had to wear an America shirt. That was probably the good moment right there, bro. But I'm a man of my word. I had to keep following. It. I still have that video, so. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere I'll post it, but when Anthony fucking wore an America jersey and he had to wear it, would you get people telling you shit? Yeah. What did they say? Like, name some people that that, that were telling you shit. Horrible shit. Horrible shit. Oh, you're a big fan, aren't you? You're a big Chivas fan. Why are you wearing an America jersey? Honestly, I think that's the worst thing that's ever (laughs) happened to me in my life. And you know, I, I was pretty cocky, but when we lost... yeah. But you got to give me props. I was a man of my yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you me, actually wore it and stuff. You had to be a man. Only me and Alvaro could understand. Yeah, yeah. If Alvaro would have put on a Chivas shirt. I, it sucks. It, it would suck. I'd never wear that shit, by the way, because we always win. So I mean, I didn't want to so wear cool. your shit, but that shit. Oh, my God. I, I didn't want to wear it. It looked good, bro. No, like I said, horrible. hey, like I said, like I said. No. Just, just to show how much I hate that team, I don't have any anything in my room or any clothes hey, that matches that color. Hey, yellow. like I said, just like I said, like I said, bro, you should change team no you can't you got time no i can't you There's got no time. time no we're gonna win the 14 chivas might stay a little bit behind mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like i'm trying to get i'm getting pretty cocky here but it's just how confident i feel about my team you could change bro we'll, no. we'll take you in no. we'll take you in we'll give you a nice little jersey riddle will appreciate you being in here no, no. We'll, we'll make you part of the family just start watching our games be get excited um and you'll be part of a winning team no impossible i'd never do it i never not not even all right not even for money all right we're gonna we're gonna start getting ready to wrap up real quick um let's look at what's what's good also champions league let's just kind of get into that real quick champions league winning who's gonna win it i don't see i mean i can't say who's gonna win it right now but i could my top five to contend for the title just say your final if you just my final yeah the two teams in the final i'd have to say psg bro okay psg Barcelona. Okay. Liverpool, they're not doing it this season again. I think Liverpool's going to win it again. Just like I said yesterday, Liverpool's so. going to win it again. All right. So, cool. Champions League is covered. All right. So, um, today we got a game. FC Juarez and Pumas. Two shit-ass teams I don't really care about. I'm probably going to watch it. I haven't, seen a, I haven't seen one of those games in a while. Mm-hmm. I'd say Pumas will win it. Pretty straightforward. San Luis Cruz Azul. I say San Luis. Okay, yeah, I I'd, I'd probably say a tie. Atlas Puebla, I say a tie for Atlas Puebla. I don't see more. I'd say a win for Atlas. They're not bad. Monterrey Morelia. If Morelia did what they did in Liguilla, I could see a tie. I see a tie. If they do what they did in Liguilla, I don't see a win for me. The team, I see a draw. Uh, we'll skip our our two teams for now. Sunday, Toluca Necaxa. Necaxa. Toluca. Necaxa lost a lot of fundamental players because they fucking went to you. I mean, that's why we got to get the best players. Querétaro, Tijuana. 
That's a draw. I, I think Tijuana might win that. Mm-hmm. Santos, Leon. I say Leon. Santos, Leon. I say Santos. They're the better right. team. Uh, Pachuca, Chivas. Chivas. L- l- without, without, like, without, without the, the fan base. Without, thing. without the hate of that I have for Chivas, I would actually say, without that, I actually say this could probably be a tie. I feel like it would actually be a tie. I, I say, I say Chivas. Mm-hmm. And then America Tigres without Gignac. I'd give it a draw, bro. Just because of the Guido part, I'd only give you guys a draw. I think you guys are going to struggle that because this is your first game. I think you guys are going to have to find a way to play without I, him. I, I feel like I feel like we're kind of we're looking good. So I'd say I say America can win this. So we're looking good there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. So before we head out, um, soccer wise, we ready for next season, man? We're ready. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm working on my studying. I'm working on getting the, the final details of how I want to play that team. We look very set. Um, the kids are going to be really happy. Hopefully, we get some of the kids that we had last year back mm-hmm. into the club, back into our club. Our club's called Wolves, by the way. So hopefully, we can get them in. We can start working. We can start training with them. Um, I'm really, I really, really want to get them. Like, like I, my my plan is to just go in, start start from the basics, little by little, a few games in, probably in week two week three start moving on that press moving on that pass mm-hmm. getting them going getting them on that attack and just fucking going insane just do the same thing we did last we're time. gonna go hard just just prove it a little just Not, step it up yeah. step it up step it up, uh, step up, it up and, and, and get it going hopefully we will do well the goal here competitive after this hopefully hopefully competitive that is the goal my my number one goal would to get to high school or college but professionals there I wouldn't. I. I mean. I'd say professional. Dream, dream big, bro. Ten years. I know. Dream big. If if we have the potential to get our licenses and work our asses off mm-hmm. from here on out, it's it's the the opportunity to to do professional is there. So it really is. Let's fucking take it, man. Let's let's go all the way. Let's work our asses off. Let's really be dedicated to this. I'm really, really, really dedicated to this. I cannot wait. Like I've been waiting since September to coach. I cannot wait. I've been doing so much. Outside of, outside of the, um, outside of outside of like sports and stuff, like outside of like my my daily life, like mm-hmm. quietly, I've been just working and like studying as much as I can, taking as much notes as I can. And once we, I just cannot wait. Once March hits, bro, we got about uh, a month and a half now. Once March hits, bro, we're gonna go all out. We're gonna just coach, work our work our hearts out, really do our best, get the team going. Hopefully, shoot for an undefeated season. Hopefully, get some kids to go to competitive. If we can go to competitive, that'd be amazing. And shoot for the stars, man. Just gotta, try to make it a win-win for everybody. I mean, if we can, if we can get it, if we can get it, if we can get a high school soon, like in a year or two, fuck. The sooner, the better. That's gonna be great. High school, then possibly college. I mean, dude, I wouldn't fucking mind coaching CHV, but it's it's a whole hard thing. It's a whole different level. We'll if, we'll, if we'll think about that if once, we're able once we to get there. Get all these things out of our bucket list. Yeah, we'll, people are we'll, going to be looking we'll, at us. We'll, we'll look at that once we get there, but and then obviously professional wherever wherever that, place takes us, wherever hopefully wherever the um, the journey may take us. Yeah, we'll take that opportunity. Yeah, anything else you want to say? You want to shout yourself out on social media? Yeah, this is your chance, bro. This is your chance. Nah, I think I'm fine. I, you're not looking. Yeah. For, you're looking for a girl, so you might want to take your no, chance. Kind of happy single. All right, all right, sounds good. Living a good life. Anything else? Anything new you're working on? You want to let us know before we head out? Uh, No, just live your life how it is. That's all I got to say. And fuck Chivas. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so yeah, that's that's the interview. My assistant coach, 
thank you guys all for listening um uh hopefully we can have a good season starting march go all out and have some fun with kids and just freaking win some games and and have a successful season uh thank you for being here you're gonna you're gonna be on here more yeah i I know you will be on here more yeah we'll we'll definitely um have to hook up hook hook you up again Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) hook you up again and have you um have you on 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 the podcast once again but yeah thank you for being here Mm. any advice any any good look words you want to give me for this podcast just keep up the hard work yeah you know it's progress you know you just got to keep going it's not like mr riddle now (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah we're gonna get mr riddle in here one time for sure that guy that guy's the craziest america fan too so he knows about it but all right so cool thank you guys all for listening thanks for all the support i really 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 am happy with everything all the positive positive words positive feedback i received um i thank you guys so much thank you honestly it's been a really good start and i cannot wait to keep giving you guys a lot of content and keep and hopefully you guys can keep enjoying it so thank you guys a lot this has been alvaro signing out hopefully we'll see each other again next week on another episode of all and friends thank you guys so much and have a good one Bye bye